Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Muppets from Space. In the year 1999, they asked, are you there? I'm here, man. No, I'm not here, man. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? We, we talked to that dude. <laughs> are, are you three? <laughs> I'm three. I am I, my new. I, I, I do want to go with them. I think they is a cool pronoun. I want to be they, but I can't legitimately say that I should be called that. You can if you want. I don't want to. I, li- I like the concept, though. I like that's one where I really do like the concept. That's cool. It's like I got I got people in here and you need to enjoy all of them, I guess. We um, are legion. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, Luke, the question for you is, are, are you more of a Muppety man or a manly Muppet? Um, well, in the UK, we regularly use Muppet to mean like idiot. So, <laughs> like, are you Muppet? So I really don't know which answer is best for that question. <laughs> oh, yeah, that there's a whole wrinkle in the I thing. guess I'm a Muppet of a man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Same. Yeah, are you an idiot? Oh, definitely. Great okay. A. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm more, yeah, Manly Muppet seems about right for me. Probably because I move weird. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you got a bit of Muppet energy oh sometimes. Oh. oh, hi, I'm Matt. I'm Luke. This is a sci-fi sanctuary. On the other end is Andrew Shearer. Hello. Hello. I guess that's all the introduction you get at this point. You interrupted me right before I was going to say that you also love having a hand up your ass. <laughs> how is that gonna work it's like you have to explain the joke to me now because you're a muppet oh and okay i got sorry i should have gotten that because i was i was using the cookie monster yesterday yep. with junior high kids <laughs> i just uh, they're like what the hell is this guy doing i was just doing the normal question just with with a muppet on my hand i was playing with a cookie monster, cookie monster at the weekend all right. I was in Village Vanguard with a girl, and we just both had the cookie monster. Is it a tiny one or a big one? You it wasn't a full-size one. You, well, you have showed you my full-size yeah, yeah. cookie monster, yeah. I know, I know <laughs> Instead I've... of C is for cookie, it's uh, A is for anus. Yeah. <laughs> a is for anal. That's, that's, that's good enough for me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> if you're desperate, yeah. <laughs> take what you can get. Um, I think I brought my cookie monster to your place at some point. Oh, absolutely. Like something I, I mean... Done. Yeah, you laugh and you learn. Yeah. See, they tried to, my, my <laughs> wife and her, and my mother-in-law, they tried to, they tried to throw away the cookie monster. I wouldn't have any of that shit. <laughs> mm, no, I think that's, that's bad luck in any culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to save the Lotso bear. So you can't, you can't throw away Lotso. He'll come back and like stab you. Kind of the whole plot of that film is you can't throw away Lotso. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this film 
this was i think i feel like this is the first like okay one thing muppets aren't big in the uk right they're not not big oh okay is it like an age thing yeah i think i'm just a little too young yeah because i was in between like i saw a little bit of the 90s muppets and then there was like the 2010s muppets Mm -hmm. but most of my youth was in the middle there ah because the whole point of the 2010 or whatever it was was that like only old people watch the muppets Mm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the um the gap between muppets from space and the muppets was about like 10 or 12 years i think and that, well they have like tv specials in, the, in there but yeah it was yeah pretty- but i mean it's far as theatrically they missed like a whole generation was treasure island before or after space is before because that's the one i mostly remember before. from being a kid is that like one? christmas yeah. carol and treasure island were both of those theatrical yeah okay i didn't know see yeah. those for some yeah they reason. did they did three without Jim Henson, and then it was like nothing. There was three with him when he was, and then three without him, and then nothing for yeah, like ten or twelve years. Okay, maybe I did feel the sting from the the no Jim Henson thing, but um, you know, I, I have a sci-fi sanctuary. I can't neglect Muppets from Space. <laughs> no, that's how you know a franchise is pretty much out of ideas, <laughs> unless it's begun in space. Yeah, it's always been in space. That's another thing, right? Gonza's always been spacey, I guess. But it's from space, not in space. Yeah. yeah I yeah, always yeah. remembered it as Muppets in Space until I watched it. That's because the there's night. pigs in space. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Space boobs yeah. in space. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest title ever. Anyway, yeah, I, I uh, actually, the episode that just aired, I, I wondered if Star Trek Insurrection was like a geeky, dumb date movie this one i don't know if it's better or worse for for taking someone on a date because i did that <laughs> i i think this is a better shout for a date movie than star trek insurrection okay <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's a cute factor yeah that's true that's true so and and you know if you're age appropriate you did like the muppets pretty well i think pretty much across the board i mean who, who doesn't <laughs> like the muppets other than those corporate bastards again i thought you could, if you're age appropriate you can take young girls to muppet movies <laughs> <laughs> no it's oh, safe to say that weird. yeah we have glitchy cam today That's yeah weird. i noticed that i thought it was me no i guess i have no idea what that is okay now it seems okay it fix itself yeah well i just poked it enough <laughs> sorry to the three people that do this on youtube <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i watch them on youtube that's actually really? my yeah that's the way i get it usually Okay, and you miss your hip music. I, I assume if I ever watch, like I do post a video, but I'm like, if I ever actually watched one, I'd stop posting them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're too bad. No, I'm, a, I'm a YouTube watcher, and so um, it's convenient for me. There's a few other podcasts on there, not just yours. Yeah, no, no, I, you know, I think most podcasts do post on YouTube, but just for me, the way I consume podcasts is when I'm out and about. Yeah, I'm acknowledging yeah. someone is not going is not going to be doing that way so that's why it's on youtube you, you don't get the groovy music in that case but maybe maybe you don't want it yeah. so we have a cool theme song that's not true song. man i just <laughs> i'm kind of like cookie monster i take it where i can get it <laughs> i'm a cookie monster i take it where i can get it <laughs> that's fun okay oh god <laughs> Um, uh, maybe I'll plot this out then. Is well, I, I should probably. Sorry, I was kind of doing my own thing there. Um, Luke was his first time. I don't. It can't be. Like I Cold must have watched it on a VHS back in the day. Okay, but I don't. I didn't remember this one so well as the other two. 
So essentially, it was my first time. I actually watched this one that style. Oh, yeah. Have I watched you... like 20 minutes with dinner and breakfast over the last few days because I've had other stuff when I couldn't sit down and watch a film. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, Henson ones? What, did, uh, what are the names of those Muppet ones? Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan, and The Muppet Movie. Oh, maybe I've seen Muppets Take Manhattan. That's familiar. Okay. I've watched The Muppet Movie, too. I, I think... Andrew, I think you said this was your favorite Muppets. Yeah, and I grew up on them because I'm old. And so yeah. um, I did, I think this is the best one that they did. And I, could, I it may, some of it may, it may be because I'm a, a Gonzo fan. Like, he's my favorite. Um, and so it was cool for me to see the origin story, whereas a lot of people's problem with this is that, they, you know, they, they don't want to know. The whole thing of Gonzo is he's a whatever and you don't know what he is. And so it kind of yeah. took away some of the appeal to the character to have all of this um, background about him and stuff. But uh, no, I, the humor in this one for me is just really what does it. I think just for some reason they, it, um, I think other Muppet movies have funnier moments. Like the Muppets from 2011 has my favorite all time Muppet moment. But as far as the theatrical films are concerned, uh, yeah. Muppets from space really, I think it's, I think it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I guess I'd put on a pretty even keel with the uh, first one, so. <laughs> and then my yeah, yeah, that, that the first one still had, I think it concerned the human characters, uh, just as much as it did the Muppets with those celebrity cameos. Whereas this one, I feel, um, stronger plot wise and character wise. Yeah, I actually I think I never actually watched the Christmas one or Treasure Island, mostly because I want to see Muppets in like the real world. Not so interested in seeing the Muppets like reenacting a an existing story. Yeah, they're funny though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm they're just really like, funny. I don't know. I get they're really I, funny. I want to see Kermit be Kermit, you know, something like that. Oh sure, yeah, and it's it's just you've stuck them into an old story, basically, you know. But uh, some solid jokes, I would say, um, worth watching. I guess that's why this one was like super like, I want to go see it when it came out. Cause I was like, Oh, it's a, it's a actual Muppet story and not just something else. True. Yeah. It was, um, it was, uh, they were kind of back to the, the old style in terms of the setting. Yeah. They st stood on their own and they were confident about that. And then I think it was a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will go ahead and plot wise this then. is feeling at a loss living in his hedonistic commie pinko muppet commune all of the other muppets can identify as something but gonzo is just a whatever but he's able to shift his melancholy to crazy as aliens begin communicating with him through his breakfast cereal sandwich and astral travel meanwhile alphabet government agencies are beginning to catch wind of this interstellar communication and disgraced agent singer along with the perpetually upbeat bear Rentro, tries to prove the existence of aliens 
After appearing on Miss Piggy's aggressively hijacked new UFO TV show, Gonzo and his roommate Rizzo the Rat are captured by Singer, who spirits them away to a secret government installation. Gonzo will have his brain sucked out, while despite all of Rizzo's rage, he is still just a rat in a cage. Fortunately, the Muppet team of Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie Bear, and Pepe the King Prawn break the duo out of the installation before the real horrors ensue. Since Gonzo's sandwich told him to meet the aliens at Cape Doom, the Muppets head down there. It's a poorly held secret, though, as all the UFO geeks, including Dawson's friends, make their way down as well. The aliens are a touch late, but offer a spankadelic functacular party to the amazed crowd. Singer tries to interrupt this party, but does such a piss poor job that the Gonzorific aliens make him their new ambassador. Gonzo is finally given the chance to cavort around the galaxy with his people, but decides that his friends are his people in the end. The next day, Rintro the Bear probably heads for the office as if nothing has happened. Right at the start, you've got Gonzo's like dream about Noah, but I didn't know it was a dream. So I thought the film was going to suggest that Gonzo's like 4,000 years old. Like, like Gonzo's <laughs> just been waiting all this time. Gonzo's for the Anunnaki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, um, uh, interesting. Yeah, another F. Murray Abraham appearance, uh, tying it in with Insurrection again there. But, um, you know, we, we did know uh, the movie a few months ago, and you don't want to be on that boat. That, no. boat, that boat was a suck. <laughs> That in the theater though, that movie was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know. I'm not a religious person. I was just like, cool movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we did that one anyway. But uh, I don't know. With actors, do we talk? Do we start with all the uh, ridiculous cameos, most of which have dated horribly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, um, Ray that's Le- the way with all Muppet movies, though. Yeah, Ray, Ray Liotta gets a big pass, I guess, for for it being Goodfellas. You know, he's best known for right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Angie, Andy McDowell, though, I mean, she was pr- pretty much known for serious roles for drama. I mean, she was in Sex, Lies, and Videotape, you know, so. My first major girlfriend hated Andy McDowell with a passion. Uh, her reasoning <laughs> being that apparently Andy McDowell acted like she was famous, even though she was only in one movie. <laughs> well, she'd been in a movie. And that, look, but she was like, she's only in Four Weddings and a Funeral. And she's in all these hair commercials. Like, she's, I'm like, Every time I point out another movie she was in, she'd be like, yeah, that's why I hate that movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Every time I add another movie, your point makes less sense. She's been in movies. She's did, in Groundhog's Day. <laughs> did, did she like Four Weddings and a Funeral? I don't, I don't think she particularly liked it, but oh. she just hated Andy McDowell. I would just wonder if she hated the movie so hard that she, like, you know, like, by association, hated all the other ones. No, it went the other way. She they started to hate exist. other movies because Andy McDowell was in them. And apparently Andy McDowell was full of herself. So she wasn't in a Muppet <laughs> in Space then? I guess not. I don't think we ever tried to watch Muppets in Space together. <laughs> from, from. Uh, from, from, yeah. from. No, I, I guess the, the, the Dawson one is the uh, most ridiculous um, data cameo. I mean, both of those I actors know. did other stuff, you know? But uh, yeah, it's just like, really? No, that was weird. And they looked so young. I'm like, this had to have been right around the time of that show. 
Well, it was. Just, they mentioned that Dawson's not there because James Vanderbeek was too busy snorting lines of coke or something. Uh, who knows? I, I don't right know up if his, he has right up his problems, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming that's why I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. This is the bit with Kate Holmes and the other lad. The, uh, Joshua Jackson, is it? Josh Jackson. No. I, 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 were they in a famous TV show at this time? Well, now he's, the for me, he's the fringe guy, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking it's funny that in this, she's like, oh, these geeks who believe in aliens, I don't have time for that. Then she went and married Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't believe in the aliens. She just wanted to get her Satan straight. Satan's a dead alien. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the spirit of dead aliens. Yeah. Okay. So just for a second there, I was thinking like you they were like actual like dead <laughs> alien like material. Corpse. It's just like building up in like your, skin cells. Building yeah. up in your, in your cells. I don't know. Hey, I, I guess I, there's a certain church that has something to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> Won't mention which one that is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, seeing Kathy Griffith here is kind of entertaining. One, because I think I had to shepherd her around the University of Georgia right around this time. And hmm. uh, and what what is her status now? Do people like her, dislike her? I don't remember after all the... Uh, I thought about that when I was rewatching the movie. I don't know if she was quote unquote canceled or not. I know, I know one of them was um, one of the comedians, but I can't remember because um, Kathy Griffin had a TV show. I mean, she was kind of out there, so I have no clue. I think it was like she was canceled. She, she's the only person canceled for going too far in the left direction. Is that right? <laughs> oh, if that's possible, I'm getting canceled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is that even possible since it's the left that cancels everyone? Also because canceling doesn't exist. It's just a thing the right made up. <laughs> <laughs> But um, are you looking that up now? I just yeah, but I just wrote IMDb into Google without adding the film because I'm an oh, idiot. Oops. Okay, yeah, I just it was like right after Trump was elected, and she did something anti-Trump, and it like, oh, it, oh, it was the picture she did of hit her holding his head, like severed head, wasn't it? Oh yeah, and apparently his son saw it on TV and cried. I mean, I was like, that's funny, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, he also does that when he watches dog food commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Yeah, that that was it. That was it. So, um, but she was like effectively like proto canceled, I think, at that time for a little bit yeah. of time. I, I feel like she's not now, because probably because that's actually yeah, pretty no, funny. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, you, you don't advocate necessarily gruesome violence and murder, but yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, while we're doing that, I guess we should note. See, for me, this was that was the other thing. I, I couldn't bear hearing someone else do the voice of Kermit, I think, for Treasure Island and Christmas Carol, which is maybe the uh, another reason I never got into those. Oh, Steve Whitmire. Yeah, well, he apparently um, got booted from it uh, when they were uh, bought by Disney uh, at a certain point. Like, he's not doing, like, I think Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted was the last time he did Kermit because apparently he was, yeah. like, a real jerk. I remember people... Um freaking out about Kermit sounding wrong when they did that Disney plus show. Yeah. And uh, well, I, yeah, because uh, I'm a fan of the ABC uh, Muppets show, like the, the primetime one that wasn't for kids at all. Like, I really liked that. Was that Muppets but, tonight? Um, no, Muppet, God, Muppets tonight. That was was 95. Like, that was before. That's, that's why Pepe and uh, Clarence is it are here. Cause they were on Muppets. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Pepe, the King prawn and Clarence were, that's a good thing to mention. They were brand new from Muppets Tonight, um, but that series only lasted a few months. Like it wasn't even a thing, really. Okay. And then 
I guess but I everybody loves it. Pepe. <laughs> so this was pretty much everyone's introduction to that character because nobody watched Muppets tonight. Yeah, Clarence me. is basically <laughs> like an afterthought. So Clarence, yeah, he's um, he's, he's Kevin like, Clash. Yeah, he's okay. The guy that did Elmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's what he's like, '90s meme machine in this one. Yeah, I guess so. He <laughs> um, it was it was smart of them to actually have a black person do the, you know, the kind of. AAVE character or whatever you would call it like he's clearly supposed to be someone who's mm. I don't know did remember that thing where they're like does that mean the Muppets were all white <laughs> um, when they oh no it's when they introduced the black Sesame Street characters oh, okay. this was earlier this year they're gonna they're, they're like they're gonna have uh, Sesame Street characters of color something like that and and uh, someone said does that mean they were all of Big Bird and everybody was white <laughs> Big Bird was yellow. Yeah. You know what? We don't really know what he is under the feathers. True. I mean, you pluck a chicken that kind of light. Yeah, okay. But we don't know this about Big Bird. He's a special kind of bird. Someone's no. going to have to pluck Under the feathers, feathers, he's the Dark. late Carol Spinney. <laughs> yeah, really. I actually would be correct. Um, the, Although there, on the cancelled celebrity cameo, you didn't mention Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, that's. That's right, because he's racist, isn't he? Did they he, find he, that out? He did. He released a sex. Well, I didn't release a sex tape leaked where he drops the N word multiple times. <laughs> well, That's so horrifying. I forgot about that. He did say he's a bad guy now in this. Yeah. Yeah, he had that weird, like that weird blonde and black beard. Oh God, it was weird. And he even had to say, "I'm a bad guy now, brother." Right. <laughs> and then he just so found out just how true a, that was. A smack talk rant. So. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Luke, did you enjoy that moment, or or did you um, I, and cringe in some sense of the word? Hulk is a little before when I got into wrestling, so I don't really care. Okay. I was like Stone Cold and The Rock in right. wrestling, so he's always just been an old fat man to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, who who's the one? There was Rob Schneider, Zeus yeah. Bigelow, and there was um, uh, David Arquette, who I oh, he's the to science like. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he really, I think he really got into the role. He was, um, I think this is the first time I've seen him. I've always just known him as Courtney Cox, I guess. I like, <laughs> oh, so you didn't see Scream? Oh, I guess I did, but yeah, well, back in the day. I saw a bit of him then. <laughs> because it wasn't until the credits I recognized his name. And I was like, oh, so that's what he looks like. Yeah, he's done a lot of really good, like um, Eight-Legged Freaks would be kind of science fiction adjacent, uh, I think. Yeah, I sort of checked that out, but I don't like spiders much. Oh no! Well, that's that's not the good one to watch. <laughs> you you almost miss it because Rancher the Bear has the same voice, but Ralph the Dog is a uh, AWOL in this one. Is that right? I don't recall seeing him anywhere in this movie. Maybe it's in the background of a shot somewhere, but he definitely doesn't do anything. There is the big old Muppet yeah. House, so he could be hiding in there. Yeah, somewhere. I was thinking he might have been in the Muppet House, but he has no role in this movie. Yeah, because even the Electric Mayhem has like a walk on, basically. Yeah. And then Skeeter gets a little walk. I guess he's their manager, but uh, yeah, because I, I always thought Skeeter. I guess I guess um, you Scooter. Know, you mean Scooter? Oh, I wrote Skeeter. <laughs> Skeeter <laughs> was Skeeter was his sister in the Muppet Babies. Oh, she's the one I didn't want to be there. No one liked her. <laughs> it's like who's, who, who's this person doing here? She didn't belong here. What what the Muppet Babies didn't actually exist. What like, happened that whole to Skeeter? Series. Is she well, a ghost? Th that was no. The Muppet <laughs> Babies was a was a. Was it? It was a dream. Like I don't know if you remember this, but the Muppets. Okay, can I do this? It's science fiction because it's really weird. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. 
in the Muppets Take Manhattan, this is the kind of shit I think about late at night. In the Muppets Take Manhattan, the first time we ever saw the Muppet Babies was in a fantasy in which Piggy was like, I wish we'd known each other when we were little babies. And then it goes into a fantasy sequence where all the Muppet Babies or puppets are together. Cut to the series, the Muppet Babies. They make a whole series where they are using their imaginations to go and do things and there's imaginative play. But meanwhile, they themselves are an imagined, imagined thing by Miss Piggy. So they're so, lost, disembodied souls is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so is that why I don't like Skeeter? <laughs> That's exactly why you don't like Skeeter. Okay. <laughs> Skeeter like some sort of like Freddy Krueger entity then that's just like entered Miss Piggy's brain. To... <laughs> I would I would say that's exactly what Skeeter's here to tell you to kill. <laughs> I don't think that was Skeeter's voice, but uh, okay, Scooter gets a. Uh, I in my notes I actually did write Skeeter. That's that's a better name. Come on. Is it the? Hey boys, I'm Skeeter. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Scooter. What hmm. sounds better? I mean, are you walking into a classroom full of children or like... Hey, kids, I'm Skeeter. (laughs) (laughs) You know why they call me that? Skeet, skeet, skeet. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and and, um, before we roll too far off of our our dog bear, um, yeah, Frank Oz still is around for the... Is this the last time Frank Oz did a major film? I mean, for voice of the Muppets, I mean? I don't... I don't know. I, I don't... I know he wasn't part of the the newer ones, the Disney ones. I think this is his last, and maybe it's in that TV one for the uh, Oz or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he's. Still I, ha- I have all of those, but I forget what year the direct video ones were. He wants to be a director now. Ooh la la! <laughs> of course, he made good films too. So I guess we shouldn't. He did. him too much. <laughs> I don't know. Was year one good though? Oh no, that was. Um, he made other movies, and that, that was Harold uh, Ramis. Harold Ramis. And yeah. now you're, see, is it is it too soon, man? Too soon? He, he did. What, to speak ill of year one? The Yoda voice. Oh, he did Yoda oh, again. Right. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. He's a Muppet. Yoda's a Muppet. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't live in that Muppet house. So is, is the Muppet house just like a conceit in the film? Do the Muppets actually live together in a house like this? Or is it just a um, veneer for the film that where, you know, the Muppets all go like Kermit lives in this house that we see in the 2010 film? Or is that like also like a veneer in the movie? Where do the Muppets actually live in a closet, I guess? So it does look like Muppets from Space was the last time he did Muppets. But he kept Ooh. doing a lot of Sesame Street after that. Oh, OK. Oh, Elmo and Grouchland. That's a good one. Oh, I love Elmo and Grouch. We could do this whole show about that one. I love yeah, that one. I, I can make a show for that sometime. <laughs> Grouch on sci-fi, right? <laughs> oh, God, it's amazing, man. Vanessa Williams is the queen of garbage. <laughs> Just yeah. suck Matt and Andrew's Muppet House. <laughs> I think we've done that before, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That wouldn't be a new concept. <laughs> no. No. But yeah, okay. So yeah, this is this is uh, Frank Oz's big send off. It's last time you get you know Fozzie Bear for for realsies. My dog was yep. named Fozzie growing up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Your your film thing is called Gonzo. I made sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Your not not an accident. All right, yep, right, right. Not an accident. Okay. Luke, do you have a favorite Muppet here? Yeah, I really like Grandpa the Bear. Yeah. Just like because he's, I, a, I love bears, <laughs> but he's got that grumpy face. But he's always so nice. <laughs> he was great. 
That's why I had to, even though it's, you know, obviously it wasn't there, I just had to add in my classroom. Oh, and the next day, Rentro just shows up at the office as if nothing's happened. <laughs> also, I like that in this world, like, it's not like the Muppets are this group who live in this house and everyone else is just normal people. It's just a world where there are Muppets. So <laughs> even at the evil alphabet <laughs> agency, there's just a Muppet working there. But they always turn out, turn out okay at the end, right? Yeah, I don't think you get any evil changes Muppets. Changes devious ways. Have we got any night... Wait, just, isn't the... Ricky Gervais one, there's an evil Kermit. Oh, yeah, but he's still, that's still, yeah, that's too much fun. Not, they're, they're, yeah, they're like specifically evil, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and even they, I think, have a shot at the end where it's like, hey, everything's cool now because Muppets have to be cool in the end, right? Okay. Unless they're in the they dark do. crystal. Do those kinds of Muppets? <laughs> I mean, no, that's the Muppets yeah. I was into as a kid is Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. So I, that, I th when I think Jim Henson, I think that shit. Well, you, that's what Jim Henson wanted you to think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are like his real these movies. Mm. What what was it? it? Was Henson directed Crystal and Frank Oz did Labyrinth, or the other way around? I think it was like one did one and one did the other. I don't. can't remember. Okay, I just remember that um, the Labyrinth was like a collaboration with Monty Python, or at least Terry Jones. One of them was the writer. Right, so it's right. like got Muppet and Python humor in it, and Goblin Cod piece. Can't forget yeah. the goblin cut. Brian Froud. <laughs> the bear, Bobo is his name? The okay. one that's in the suit? No, he's Bobo in a in a different... I think he might have been Bobo in Muppets Tonight, but in this movie, he's Rentro. Rentro. Well, I, I got to say that. I mean, he may be my favorite character in this, too. Because I love the way he's like, ah, how'd that work out for you? Okay. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's just got that delivery. And there's one point where he's got his hand on Jeffrey Tambor's shoulder and he's eating but a he's sandwich. Like covered in <laughs> yeah. He's got, I don't know, marshmallow cream or something. It, oh God, it's hilarious. He's often eating something. And so his voice is just this, you know, mouth smacking. It's, I don't know. Well done character wise. Very, very funny. Right, like I said, it's good enough for you. It's like, well, I, oh, Ralph the dog wasn't there, but it, hey, it was enough. And Rencher is slightly yeah, yeah, funnier yeah. than Ralph anyway. So, <laughs> and I really, I really love what they did with Piggy because we haven't seen Miss Piggy like this probably since the Muppet Caper, where she's just like unabashedly violent to the point where that fight scene between her and Andy McDowell. At one point, they they turn Piggy. She she does like some sort of a dive and you think the fight is over and she comes up and they've got the eyes, like these really, really pronounced like angry eyebrows on her. It's, it's kind of great. And I also love when she chokes live on camera, the first time she's got to mm. do the broadcast, her mouth is just sort of hanging open there. That's <laughs> just hilarious. Cause I've seen people do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we haven't managed to do that on this here podcast. I was yet. thinking, have I done that? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Matt Lewis Sci-Fi Sanctuary. This is Matt. This is Matt. This is still Matt. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, know, the closest I've had is when I've had a guest on my other podcast who's like quite big and I've been too shy to press cool and wanted them to call me and then waited like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I haven't I haven't even had that happen yet. Okay. That was that was way back when I first started anyway. podcasting. Whoa! So just moving it because Matt keeps moving further and further off camera. I feel like I'm in the relatively right space. Andrew knows how I, I like to, how I just roll out of sofas given enough time. 
Yeah, I've seen it happen. Yeah, the, um, Statler Waldorf, Waldorf also had a few solid ribs in the beginning because there was one where he said, I wonder if there's life on other planets. And he's like, you don't have a life on this planet. That's that's the news agency we need now, you know, because there's yeah. complaints on everything. You can complain about Fox, CNN, everyone. Just have the Statler and Waldorf News Network where they just do the yeah. news. And Did you happen to see the um, Saturday Night Live clip of King and Michael Key beats the crap out of them? They're um, like bouncers at the Muppet studio. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's great. Yeah, they're they're bouncers at the Muppet studio. So like they're doing the regular thing. They start joking and then the bouncers come out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Ian Taylor, sure. so I might like that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of the special effects in this? Because there's some like really solid spaceship stuff, I thought. Yeah, I noticed because they, they have the digital egg and then the egg's a little model. And then the spaceship was like, I'm pretty sure this is a model. It looked like a model. It, <laughs> yeah, was, it yeah. appeared to be photographed like a model. Yeah, that's what I thought. But after the, the CG egg, there's no way that other spaceship was CG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you we get the really side by side it, right? comparison so you can tell. Um, I like the astral trip, of the course. Ast- yeah, that bit was great. <laughs> so, yeah, with the, the two fish who are yeah. obviously some sort of, I don't know about those voices. They were a little know, offensive. Said, okay, you, you asked about the effect, effects, not what did you think of the, uh, you know, the presentation <laughs> the offensive of those voices. space fish. <laughs> well, Bill Beretta is King Pepe King Prawn. I mean, what is he supposed to be? I mean, that's clearly <laughs> some sort of a. I mean, that's an area you don't want to step into with this stuff, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what else do we have? We've got the space fish. Oh, I I still just, I don't know why, I just love this ending, uh, the, the credit sequence. I mean, I know there's way more elaborate ones in other movies that should be cooler, but this one just really, this one, I, I think I have it flashed in my head most days. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know why that whole Muppet kaleidoscope thing really does it for me. It's really rad. Well, I think well, one thing we haven't talked about is the music that's in this movie. For some reason, uh, the Muppets decided to do mostly like funk music in this for some reason. I mean, you've got you got James Brown and you've got the Commodores. What, what am I missing here? There was there was a couple Earth, other Wind, ones. Fire. Lots of Earth, Wind, Fire. Earth, Wind, Fire. Uh, did yeah. they actually get some proper Clinton in here? Obviously, got the mothership landing and all that stuff. So that that's enough Clinton if you need it. But uh. yeah, did maybe <laughs> tear the roof off. I don't know. It could have been. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, but I'm almost embarrassed to say I think this this movie is where I like actually started to like properly get into funk. <laughs> the Muppets <laughs> got you into funk. The Muppets might have gotten me into funk. Yeah. Oh man. The name of Matt's autobiography. The Muppets funked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean we played in bands. I, I didn't play funky bass uh, pre Muppets from Space. Yeah, no, you had some uh, bounce to it. Okay, I had bounce, Definitely. but I, I, yeah, I was just, you know, like, because I, you know, when I started listening to music, it was all grunge. Like, if there's no distortion pedal and, and uh, parental advisory, it's not worth listening to. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. No, uh, um, I 
Yeah, that was, I think that's one of the things now that we come to it, that's one of the things I also love about um, Muppets from Space because it was music that I, I would actually still do listen to. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, because- here, uh, here's how dumb a kid I might have been. I had a real aversion, you know, now I program music all the time, but I had a real aversion to program music like when I was in junior high, high school, right? Yeah. And I think I actually had it in my mind that most funk music was programmed. Just because it's so tight, man. <laughs> like, no plays that tight. That's machines, right? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Even disco was performed by human beings. Oh, well, now I have an extensive, extensive collection of disco, man. But don't get me wrong. And <laughs> funk. But uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm just saying the key was tur- the ignition key was actually maybe turned on by uh, Muppets from Space. Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, because Treasure Island was a musical. You know, and it had the soundtrack and the songs. And then, of course, Muppets uh, Christmas Carol also musical had its own songs. And so for them to come out with this thing, this is just really kind of stands out, you know, amongst all that stuff to me for a lot of reasons. And it bombed and they didn't make another movie, <laughs> Muppet movie in theaters for years. And then that when they came back, that one was a musical again. Please it was. It did, no, it did. It, it had a lot of music in it, and but that was all thanks to uh, Jason Siegel, who was a mm. Muppet fan who had enough Hollywood pull at the time to, you know, get a, get a new Muppet movie made. So it, he lived his dream. I think that was the mic drop for Jason Siegel. And the movies before this, which were musicals, were kind of not totally. I mean, they obviously are more like irreverent, but they're kind of in like the Disney musical mode, kind of the Broadway sense of the word. Where that 2010 one obviously went directly for the Muppet Show vibe. Oh, no, it was supposed to be a, like a purist's Muppet movie, you know, uh, and it was a, it was a hit. Surprisingly, I was sure it wasn't going to do anything. It was actually kind of like, did I dream this is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite scene of the, that is Muppet Man? Uh, without question, the okay. funniest Muppet moment ever committed to film, video or otherwise is Muppet Man. Yeah, because I, I, kind of, I was like when I was watching this time, I put in my notes like, oh, this is no Muppet Man. When they're in the lab nothing is Muppet Man. Yeah, nothing guy. is Muppet Man except Muppet Man. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they were I love. Just... Yeah, I love when any group of small characters gets in a giant coat and pretends to be one character. Like that always makes me laugh. Like to me, that's just the height of comedy for some reason. But um, it uh, when you have Fozzie as the head, that just shoots it into the comedy stratosphere with a fake mustache. Oh God, everything about it, the arm <laughs> movements, the leg, it just, it, I was in the floor. I thought it was going to be my final moments as a living, <laughs> breathing entity on planet Earth. So anyway, I was like I slightly that. disappointed that this one is just, you know, Pepe and Kermit heads and white lab coats, even though there are multiple Muppets there, but yeah. Slightly it's, it's solid, but you got to get at least three in there. Are you a you know? Bojack Horseman fan? <laughs> I enjoy it, but I'm not. Because uh, yeah, that's not, got a great kids in a coat running cat. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen that. I was told about this. Yeah. I'm known for my affinity for the people in the coat thing. I have seen it. I enjoyed it. Well done, Bojack yeah. Horseman. <laughs> so, is the main um, sort of philosophical bent of this movie to do insane shit with your friends? Yeah, it's the blueprint. <laughs> It's the blueprint of life. Because yeah. I do like how Gonzo is like legitimately unhinged. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fact that he's right doesn't make it any less crazy. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> is going full on crazy. I mean, you, you don't mow at midnight. 
You play your guitar. In the, you play guitar on the porch at midnight, but it's also a dick. Move. I don't know. Not with headphones. On. There's. <laughs> it gets hot enough here to where midnight's the only bearable time to cut mm. your grass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I never cut. I never cut grass no mo, which is good because I think yeah. I have an allergy. I, I hate the smell of freshly cut grass. Wow. Uh, he's he gets uh, he gets electrocuted. The old shot out of a cannon, which you got to do that with Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, and also, yeah, he did the thing with that. He built the jacuzzi, not because the aliens told him to, but because Pepe the King of Pond told him to. He <laughs> was suggestible. That's the, that's that's the whole idea of mind control. You traumatize someone, and then you tell them what you want. Mm-hmm. So they got him at right the right moment, just the right moment. So how many how many um, sci-fi movie um, like uh, tributes were there in this? Because I got the the mashed potatoes thing was from Close Encounters. Yeah, and then of course you've got the very blatant uh, Independence Day thing with the yeah, yeah. even though it wasn't Andy Dick as the voice, you can tell this puppet is supposed to be Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> but there was that. But were there ones that I that I? Well, there was the huge Star Trek bit at the end where they even had the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would argue, um, since it was two years earlier, that they were kind of referencing um, Contact and all the UFO junkies um, get together. Yeah, they also have that in Independence Day too. They'll gather on the rooftops. Yeah, but when yeah. they're just amassing, it really made me think of contact. So, and, and this, you know, the astral trip is a bit like the contract, contract, the contact thing. Mm. It's more subtle. You're just asking what are ones you might have missed. So I'm like, yeah. I, I yeah. felt some contact seeping into this one. God, I, I only saw contact once, so I'm gonna have to take your word for it there. But uh, I've read it once and seen it once. But yeah, we'll eventually do it for this. I've seen contact a surprising number of times. <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> Contacting. <laughs> um, close encounters, you know, getting the dude yeah, um, yeah, singer getting taken up, and in the ship itself, I mean, obviously it's just not the same thing, but that might be why it looks. They like were like trying to make it look super modly because that's mm. how close encounters looks. Yeah, yeah, no, that that uh, I yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it sounds like a small thing, but I'm sure if like that's your job, and you're in the effects room, you'd you know, be thinking of that a little more specifically. <laughs> oh sure. Well, I mean, uh, there's a reason why those effects still look great, even though, you know, all these different advances have happened because models look cool. Should we not forget the, the Muppet effects themselves? I mean, that, that's really, that's, see, that's the effect you don't notice because you forget that the Muppets are, are Muppets, right? Or, <laughs> you know, like True. In the, you yeah. got Kermit riding the bicycle in the, in the first Muppet movie. Uh, and I'm seeing your, see, at this point, they, they've got it down to so much of a science, you don't even notice when they're doing impressive stuff. There, there's one thing where Gonzo's like tossing something between his hands or something. Like, that's yeah. actually, that would be real difficult to do, but you don't notice because, oh, it's just Gonzo just tossing something between his hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, like, CG is like part of what they do. Um, I don't know if any, either of you saw the Happy Time murders, but that is the best puppetry, bar none, that the Muppet people have ever done, even though it's not a Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Bill Beretta was very much all over the film, and um, it Brian Henson was the director. I mean, it's filthy. The humor is filthy, but it's a solid movie. But the stuff that the puppets do in that, um, to your point, uh, it's oftentimes a matter of a performer actually being in a green screen suit and mm-hmm. people just doing things, and then they just erase that. Or there's a wire somewhere, and they just erase that. And so you get these incredible things with puppetry, but at least, you know, it's I think it's what Henson would have because he always talked about like computers and puppetry working together. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, I mean that, I that's why those '80s movies were so forward-thinking. And you know, he's using 
a little bit digital, but uh, it just oh god, well in labyrinth that uh, that owl right in the beginning, right, right. So I mean, yeah, I don't think he would have been like purist about that, but uh, no. <laughs> but I think I, it's a way to go. But I, I'm guessing when they did this movie, they probably weren't doing so much CG with the actual puppetry. Well, I mean, you have like when they turn invisible and just the hands are there and stuff. Oh, right. That's right. using green screens and shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And there are various really green where screens and feces. Well, they're walking and stuff. Presumably, there is like there could be someone next to them in green screen holding it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's why BB 8 looks so cool, you know, because it's literally someone standing right beside it. Mm. Was Fozzie right then? He washed his hands. That's important. <laughs> so funny. His mom didn't give him bad no advice. Exceptions. Right? <laughs> no exceptions. No, just watching it 2021. I'm like, oh, I guess Fozzie's right. Yeah. <laughs> he was always right. He was right about everything. <laughs> How long did it take him to dry those hands? Well, at that point in time, he wouldn't have felt bad about using the air dryer. Yeah, true. We didn't hear it though, so I guess you have to assume he didn't. He might have just oh, done a little it. sprinkle, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah but you're not going to want to drip. He washed off the visibility. Oh, so right, right. So, yeah, he gave he him a good to his wrist. Okay, <laughs> that's not the smart Fozzie Bear. He did a proper hand washing job. So, okay, okay. Point. Yep, yep. That's, that's Sherlock Holmes level of plot details, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what about the director? Who directed this one? Because I know Brian did um, the two yeah, previous it ones. It was but I don't not think he was Brian. Okay. Luke's doing his man in the chair roll. I'm still on Frank Oz, so I've got to scroll back. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> man in the chair. That is space. Homecoming reference. Spider-Man. Tim Hill was the director. Yeah, it was a homecoming reference. That was making <laughs> nice. Um, Tim Hill. Had, did he do just animated films like purely after that? Or was it his only live action? I think he's most of, uh, uh, he did the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, which were barely counts. Kind of a combination, a yeah. Animation yeah. there. <laughs> but mostly I'm seeing animated stuff, yeah. Okay. Lots, Lots of SpongeBob. <laughs> no returns to the Muppet verse. Oh, these are writer though. Not necessarily director. Full filmography director. He's only done 16 films as a director. Okay. Well, I mean, it takes a while to... Oh, oh really? With Grandpa, no way. <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob, Grumpy Cats, Hop, Hop, Alvin, Garfield. Yeah, a lot of live-action characters of a cartoon hanging out with them. Okay. Cousin, his movie after Muppets from Space is Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> You're kidding me. He directed one episode of the TV series. I never okay. heard of the TV right. series. I'm just, I'm just, just going for those weird connections. Yeah, it, it is about them. a little like Muppet that comes and lives with a family. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not yeah. Skeeter the Muppet, is it? No. Who doesn't exist. It's just, just a little human who doesn't exist. thing. Skeeter is just very a important. paw wraith. Yeah. No, very important to note. Muppet babies did not occur. Did not occur. None of that. Skeeter, skeeters to the real world as oranges are to the Godfather universe. <laughs> <laughs> you see Skeeter, it's all over. <laughs> Leave the gun, take the Skeeter. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what is it, the ghost story? I think it's on the South Carolina coast where if you see the gray man, the the, hur the next hurricane. No, it's like if you see him, he's warning you of a hurricane. If you see him twice, you're going to die in that hurricane. I think the ghost story goes something like that. <laughs> it's the same thing with Skeeter. Yeah, same thing with Skeeter. Yeah. Skeeter's like the Mothman. Yeah, that's why we only see Scooter in this one. 
when so did where does babies this... end? Was there like some great disaster at the end? No, of it? it's still good. It end on like September like 10th. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Muppet Kurt Babies is a straight up late 80s thing. Well, no, no, they've got a whole new one that Disney Plus has. Oh, um, I'm talking about, got... I'm talking OG, man. Oh, something terrible oh, is going to yeah. happen soon then. <laughs> well, oh, the there's no Skeeter. Back. Get this. There's no Skeeter. There's um, <laughs> oh, we're safe Summer, there. Summer the Blue Panther. Oh, God, the new one looks horrible. Oh, yeah, it is a bit terrifying. <laughs> stick with my it's for one. really little kids. Like, yeah, yeah, very, I know, I know. very it's young children. Actual babies. Okay. Yeah. I always found Muppet that. Babies the, the Wow, it went for a long ass time. 84 to 91. That's longer than the Muppet Show is on the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I always found that show kind of boring. I never really got into it. When, when I was like I was, six, I was into it. I think it came on like right before or after Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? So you'd watch both. <laughs> no, I was more of a, a Fraggle Rock person at that point. I didn't have cable. <laughs> I had to watch that one. Was it on Nickelodeon, HBO, something like that? It was HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't have that. It only t- so I probably saw episodes when I visited my aunt because she had HBO and I'd like hardcore it, right? Because that was, that was my only HBO so hardcore that would have been the spice channel <laughs> where you watch no, I, I think there's were staticky yeah i think theirs were edited too by the way but uh i how does this stand as a science fiction movie though i wanted to know what you both think of that you have to go first but... i actually kind of like um it's doing the contacted by aliens and meets the spaceship close encounters thing but it does it really well and i i do like the shtick of He's been on Earth all along and didn't know he was an alien, which <laughs> is a story you can only do in a Muppets world. Right? So it's kind of fun. Or a Transformers world. Oh, they know they're aliens, so okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the, the fact that one of the cars is talking and can become a robot is kind of weird, right? Whereas in the Muppets <laughs> world, Gonzo's a little weird, but he's only so weird. So how obscene is his nose? It seems more obscene in this movie than usual. That's because, because they're, like, they're touching that... it and stuff. Yeah, and flicking it around. It around because, <laughs> but that's a Muppet thing where occasionally they will acknowledge the fact that they're puppets. Mm. You know, very rarely does this happen, but um, it definitely in the older movies, they would stretch them out and all this weird stuff. And you go like, oh, right. They're really supposed they are puppets. <laughs> like in the movies, they are supposed to be, they're not supposed to be like living organisms. Mm. Well, I feel like in... Um... The older Muppet stuff, he has more of kind of a, a gray-blue nose straight up. And this one, it has like kind of a weird fleshy color. It, it Well, it's shaped somewhat like a finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I just like, gee, God's nose does seem slightly more obscene in this one. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's turned down and and kind of straightened out a little bit. Yeah. I, I guess I should explain that that reference to Luke when we were kids. What was it? Oh, it was it was in the dictionary. It said we looked at you know you're looking at the dirty, the dirty words. So penis is like shaped somewhat like a finger. <laughs> so we make this fake album cover with like where Andrew drew like this this cedar mushroom like that went down, <laughs> and he sketched it out. We made like this album cover for somewhat like a finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed you haven't released that as one of your albums yet. Next There's time. time. Next time I have a batch of completely insane songs, maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can guarantee you that title is not taken. <laughs> hey, someone else has been in the dictionary looking up, you know, dong words. God, I hope they've changed it by now. <laughs> dong in the dictionary? Should be. <laughs> song. Is, is that something they do at Oxford? This year, is it time to put dong into the dictionary? Yeah, because there's always around the time the new dictionary comes out, there's a bunch of 
clickbait stories about some stupid word they've added this year. It's time yeah. to put the dick in dictionary. That's yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's it's all just done to like stay relevant and stay on the you know in the public sphere or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you need to update your dictionary every year. If you bought one, you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, is this yeah. the year Chillax shows up though, right? I bet Chillax that would be already. <laughs> Chillax has probably been there for like ten years. <laughs> they should just put that one under laxatives. <laughs> Chillax it is. <laughs> That's right. That's Take it when you know you're going to be occupado. <laughs> Wait, no. If you're going to be occupied, you don't want to take laxatives. You want the opposite. <laughs> I obviously haven't thought this through. Holy shit. If, if you want a holy shit, come on. Intention. If your intention is a holy shit, then laxatives are completely what you need. <laughs> Shitting for Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting on whether or not there is a follow-up to Muppets Most Wanted. Because that was like... I was going to ask, if the, did they only do two? Yep, there was not a third. They went straight into the television series. Just, right. uh, Disney did not put up money for another Muppet movie. And I honestly, I think the reason why The Muppets was a hit is because they hadn't been in the theaters for so long. Mm. Also, you had this star at the time. Jason Siegel was like big in comedy, had been in a lot of hit comedies. And he was very much, you know, the, the engine that drove that thing. Yeah, I'm very passionate but with, about it. Yeah, but it was also uh, parents who... Um, grew up on Muppets taking their children to Muppets. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the kids were not into it. But they <laughs> did get the money. So yeah. when it came out from Muppets Most Wanted, they were like, Dad, I'm not going to that again. And they mm. was like, oh, okay. But that's a hilarious movie. Um, but yeah, there's been no talk that I know of of a, of a new Muppets movie. I mean, I think Happy Time Murders, which is also a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no way that was ever going to... It's amazing that it got made in the first place. Um if I didn't mention it's filthy, that movie is filthy, but it's also really funny. <laughs> what was the stage one that was the same kind of gag? This was Avenue, Avenue Q. Q? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that is the the future direction though, is because kids are not that into Muppets these days. It's making adult Muppet films. But those no, are that's people actually going to go see. That's perfect. And that, that's, that's who, that's why when Muppet purists were so upset about this, um, the ABC series, which was made clearly for adults, um, it was, it was like, well, what, why is this wrong? I mean, Muppets are for old people. Kids don't, if a kid's into the Muppets, their parents force them, like never showed them anything except the Muppets. That's the only kid that's into the Muppets. And so, um, yeah, I agree, Luke, completely. This is that is what the direction that they should go in. I love that series, but people only let's put it this way people that love the Muppets have them in a glass case of how they were when they were children. Yeah, so and, they don't want to see the Muppets be for adults, even though they kind of were in the beginning, I think. And like you say, those people just they want their kids to be into Muppets and they're going to yep. try and force the fact, even if it's not going to work. Wasn't the Muppet pilot called like Sex and Violence? <laughs> Yes, it was. Yes, it, absolutely. Yeah. And I believe the entirety of that series was shot um, in uh, in London or somewhere. I mean, it show... was shot somewhere. Yeah. London or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Somewhere. I whatever. Reed... Where are you from? Somewhere. Yeah, no, look... Different places. Was a... the, the producer was, was British. So it yeah. was definitely a... But uh, no, I think they're in a weird spot because kids aren't into it 
and grownups don't want it to be anything but this super sappy thing, which Jim Henson never intended either. You know, I mean, well, he, having, didn't, he didn't want it to be just a children's thing. Having now done nine of the Star Trek movies on this podcast, um, that's another one that kind of has the same issue, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's like younger people aren't really so key. I mean, they got, I think they have like an animated series coming out soon to try and see if they can rectify that. But uh, in general, I mean, maybe that's why something like Star Trek or The Muppets is actually kind of better suited for TV because you do get it, you know, on TV, you can present it the way that people like remember it more or less. Whereas movies, you know, you always need to like feature filmize it, you know, make it more epic or whatever. Yeah, I think that's why, and I know, I don't know anybody that agrees with this so far, but I believe Star Wars belongs on TV for that very reason. I thought The Mandalorian was great in its episodic form, those little small chunks. They were serialized the way Star Wars, I felt, um, kind of is on screen. They're just all the serial stuck together where you're like, actually, you're not really supposed to watch a serial for two and a half hours. <laughs> you I, know, I wouldn't have agreed with you until the last movie and I was like okay yes let's go TV <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate it and I'm not trying to get into that but you compare them though and I just really think it was it's kind of clear that I don't know the Mandalorian felt to me the spirit of Star Wars and I wasn't interested in it at all until I watched one and I was like right I, this may it have took been me six months to get to that yeah I still haven't started it but I've only, I've only heard good things I just can't be bothered but I'm sure once I start yeah, I, I'll dig it I'm, I'm not a big huge Star Wars person I mean I found that out the first time I tried to play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit I'm the opposite I've won a game of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit in one turn <laughs> wow <laughs> so but I, that's my endorsement for that in terms of we're talking about things, you know, better suited perhaps for, for television. Um, you know, Muppets began on television. I agree. That's probably where they should be. There's way more room for experimentation. There's a, uh, what, what is the, the newer Star Wars show? The Bad Bunch or something? Yeah, it's Bad an Batch. animated clone of. Oh, it's a Clone Wars style thing. I haven't seen a, I even, I don't think I've seen a screenshot of that one. So, <laughs> yeah, I've never been into, I, I wasn't a Clone Wars person and I have not watched um, The Bad Batch. I was very into the 2D Clone Wars. It's got a huge I'm, fan base outside. I'm sure the 3D one's good. It's just there's too much for it and I can't be bothered. I enjoyed the yeah. 3D one, but I did peter out after a while and I didn't watch any of their shows they did after that. So, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah and I'll be there for like the Obi Wan and all of this other stuff too. I mean, um, I just love but, Ewan McGregor, so. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> My favorite Ewan McGregor, since we're talking about it, uh, was called A Lifeless Ordinary. For some reason, I just really, really loved that one. I don't know why, but I, I think he's uh, really, really great. But I, I think, uh, you know, this may be the kind of way that uh, it, it may lie this way with Star Wars fans. There's so much Star Wars out there. You can really kind of pick and choose what Star Wars you enjoy, the Muppets likely are going to end up kind of the same way. It's what Muppets do you enjoy? Well, there's a, that there's a, that Muppet property for you or that series or that film. Well, especially now it's like, what is Hollywood going to be in like five years from now? Cause uh, they've, uh, you know, they, they got a uh, Bane backed, you know, Batman style over the past year and a half or so. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see cause they're going to have to read to while they do things. <laughs> I think they're yeah. going to, as quickly as possible, try and just go back to exactly how it was. Yeah. But... I don't think we're going to see huge Well, it was working for them. I mean, yeah. billions and billions of dollars. You know, mm -hmm. the film industry is going to support that. Um, as far as theaters go, I mean, AMC is going to probably go tits up, it looks like. 
and um but not then, their uh, stock <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that you know theaters will always be now a place where people go see the spectacle they're there for the big mm. thing or the date film you know it's one to go out to with your family or your girlfriend or whatever but uh in terms of uh you know what what will power it they will hold on and <laughs> to, for dear life to the franchise yes, i mean that's, that's yeah what it's already, well i already know a lot of people and they say oh, i go to the theater for marvel and star wars is that right yeah that's what i hear a lot they don't oh, yeah. go for the fast and furious oh that one not the same people. <laughs> <laughs> See, that well, one has a reputation cross- for being especially stupid, but it's no more or less stupid than Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, no, when they begin to cross over, you know, when oh, G.I. Joe and Transformers actually. cross over, or, yeah. you know. Fast and Furious and Transformers would be such a good crossover. <laughs> it's almost there without yeah. the robots. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I don't, it almost seems unnecessary at this point. <laughs> Yeah, what I think honestly is the future of Hollywood and the future of the Muppets is that it's going to fold back on itself. And instead of celebrities having cameos in Muppet movies, Muppets will have cameos in their mm. films. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I still have still have not made my big return to a theater, mostly just because there hasn't been anything to see. Oh, I went to watch Nobody the other day. The Bob Odenkirk. How many? Oh, thing. right, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why? How many why, F words in Nobody? Uh, a few. <laughs> I wasn't like counting or anything, but it definitely dropped. Oh, some. you should. No, oh, I always try count. to count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I've been back twice um, and it was weird. Uh, however, I've been to the drive-in several times and honestly, I, I prefer it at this point. Except for when the screen blows down during Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was a huge storm right when it begins raining in the film it also began raining at the drive-in and yeah the screen just blew down it did you get a cool. t-rex um you know there was there was like a, a a model one that was you know there when you come in to get your picture made with it so that was about as close as we got unfortunately but the screen the projector did go straight to the woods that were behind the screen when the screen fell and so i was like "Ooh, that would have been a great time to have that t-rex come out yeah (laughs) i went to a like little dinosaur museum in the mountains the other day and they had this cool animatronic theater with like big puppet dinosaurs fighting that was pretty dope wow what's the what's the theater called uh i'm gonna look them up on youtube you can see it on youtube and it's pretty fun that's not chelsea no canna dinosaur center oh okay no chelsea is just a bunch of models in a park right exactly (laughs) (laughs) i'm already a subscriber to uh to the sci-fi sanctuary and so now i'm going to also subscribe to theirs <laughs> it's you them and fail and, and fail army I like this film. Luke, did you like this film? I enjoyed it. I don't... Because I don't have so much nostalgia for it, 
there was a little bit of me that was slightly bored sitting and watching a children's film. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it had nice gags and I like seeing Muppets move around. So I did enjoy it. Okay. Because I'm like, I guess it's, I'm just thinking, did this, does this movie hold up? I, did it ever? It does for me, but is, is that because I'm weird? Maybe that's the point. This is a movie for weird people. <laughs> well, it, it must be. I mean, it's number one, it's Muppets from space. So that kind of counts out some of the audience that would typically go to see the Muppets. I mean, at this point they were looking, you know, a generation had come up with Christmas Carol and Treasure Island. So where they were like, what in the hell is this? So they may not even have turned up. That's mm -hmm. kind of what I think happened. Just a few of us people are like, it's like pigs in space, right? Cool. Uh, that's, that's no, the, the Muppet. I was there. I was there opening weekend and I cried so much when Gonzo chose his friends instead of going to space i just lost it you know just I lost so it. go to space yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean they look like they rock you know what i mean like they look like they get down so it would have been a tough choice <laughs> would, would you go to space as tambor though Jeffrey tambor. absolutely not i'd like that cape though great cape. <laughs> oh yeah uh, gonzo's like, helmet was as soon as the spaceship closes they're just executing him right yeah <laughs> it's like this guy's too much of an asshole to live so <laughs> they're just gonna drop him out the airlock as soon as they get outside the atmosphere <laughs> to serve tambor as a cookbook <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah exactly so um yeah that's probably what they were doing because they're just they're weird right they got their ceremonies as they said <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think you're I right i think this this is one of those films that it, there's a specific niche of people who just dig Muppets. And this film was great for them. And they're, all these films are great for them. But is there a big wider audience for this film or any Muppets film? I don't know. Not now. No. Was well, there, there in 99 even? Is there like a quantum hmm. explosion from about the year 1980 that that's like ultimate Muppetage? And if you go in either direction, it just kind of fades out. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. It's just, yeah. it's it's David Bowie's crotch. It's just like a black hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I didn't get into, I, I mean, I'm really into Bowie, but I didn't get into his music and stuff until I was probably about like 18 because I was just still terrified of him from Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of family entertainment, um, you look at like Muppets Take Manhattan and then you're getting really close to the Disney Renaissance. And mm. so that basically became the template then for children's entertainment puppets had nothing to do with any of that. I mean, it was over. Cause there was no Muppet movie for, let's see the, the second half of the eighties. Right. I mean, cause Manhattan was what 84, 85. And then there was nothing till 1990 or 91. Yeah. There's like a TV so, special or two, I think, but uh, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing. Of that's fine. Matter. You know, I'm, they, I, I think they should be on TV. I love those specials, but as much as I love the movies, I am not dumb. <laughs> and I know that they're just basically for old people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it boils down week. to. It's old people we yeah. in the sanctuary. But yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Miss Piggy to show up in the next Saw movie. I mean, there's a lot of potential there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was when the, for that 2010 or uh, Muppets movie, the, the previews where they were doing all the trailers for like different movies. That was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what did they, they didn't do Saw, but they came close. They did something pretty out there. I don't know. It's on YouTube and I need to watch it because I've not seen it since it came out, but I remember that it was just, I mean, the whole campaign was just brilliant. I mean, it really was. 
they did it right but that was a once in a lifetime kind of thing i think you're not the lightning will never strike twice mm-hmm. we just are too kids aren't even into the movies that much anymore period mm, that's true there's, there's far too much out there for them now so at one point in time the muppets were it for kids entertainment um yeah you know when when uh when matthew and i kids there was not near it was a fraction of the amount of things for kids to watch and so <laughs> the well, Muppets are not- when i was a kid it wasn't like there was just a channel catering to me all the time i had my little block after school and my little block saturday morning other than that yep. there was no tv for kids no no we um we got all the 30 minute commercials for yeah. toys Oh yeah, that mine, mine were that too. <laughs> <laughs> right, but we still didn't get the toy. We didn't. We didn't get the. Now you get any franchise you're into. There's stuff out there. Whereas uh, I think I told you before, uh, us guys, we had to take our GI Joes and like physically alter them into X Men action <laughs> figures because there were no X Men action figures. Oh no, there there is so many comic book action figures at this point. It just makes me angry. <laughs> We just pick up one like I guess we could turn this into sort of a Wolverine. He's got the claw thing, so he fix the hair and yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. genius. It's not to like us. Yeah, no, it was because it's not like Marvel Comics and DC Comics didn't exist back then. Mm. You know, G.I. Joe, what was that? You can't G.I. Joe is not even the stores anymore. Technically, uh, G.I. Joe was a Marvel comic. So. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. That's actually true. You can get parachute Spider Man, that was cool. Nice. Yeah. Let's see. When I was no, growing they... up, what I couldn't find was Nintendo merchandise. And in my brain, it's like if I see a Mario, I've got to buy it, right? Because that's rare. But now <laughs> I live in Japan; it's not fucking rare. <laughs> so yeah, I've had sure. to really struggle to stop myself buying everything stop. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that we were had turned a corner when the eight bit Jason from the Friday the Thirteenth game was a thing you could buy. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I remember when I first came to Japan, you're like, "Do you think you could find Totoro stuff?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere." <laughs> yeah. Well, I had no idea, man. I mean, you know, you explained it as being kind of like uh, Mickey Mouse, and I was like, "Oh man, that's great." We are <laughs> huge no, fans of that. Stuff. I remember in the late '90s, we we went out of our way to try and acquire Parappa the Rapper toaster, which, if we had lived in Japan at the time, would have been easy. <laughs> Yeah, still the only video game I've ever won. <laughs> what about no, no, not the sequel? No, I'm Jammer Lammy. No, I couldn't do it. And, and but you know, uh, I now have Parappa for PlayStation, and I I'm no good at it anymore. Oh no, like, I get I get well, I get to a point where I'm like, I'm not having fun. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how reflex games make me feel now. I think for the most part, but can, my problem is I get to that point, but my mind is still like, I'm not letting the game win. <laughs> <laughs> so I just stubbornly bang my head against the boss until I beat it. <laughs> yeah, see, whereas I'm more of the uh, the maximum overdrive camp where I'm just like, <laughs> we made you! <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, did I show you that trailer? You just recently showed me I, I was, the I was going around trailer, making yeah. people watch the maximum overdrive trailer, the one with Stephen King in it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, he directed it. I mean, that right, was right. Uh, I'm gonna scare the fun. hell out of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. He's on he only all looks, the cocaine. <laughs> yeah. No, he. I can't. Just. He's kind of always looked exactly like you would think a guy that writes that shit would look. Always. <laughs> Especially in that trailer with the the green goblin like in low light behind him. That's it. That I love that trailer. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a sci-fi movie. I mean, a comet passes over the Earth and affects all mechanical um, or electricity or something like that. Oh, it's certainly in for consideration at some point. Yeah, yeah maybe Halloween time. Yeah. <laughs> um, final words on Muppets from Space, now that we're on 87 different topics, which, of course, is fine, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's set my face. Okay. Like, it's I like puppets. I think they're fun. I like the idea of... I always prefer something that's on the camera, even when if it's a digital effects are done well. It's mm -hmm. not as fun. Um, and there was a great quote Jason Siegel made when the 2011 one came out that was, the great thing about Muppets is a kid can go and see it. Like, a kid can't go and meet a CGI character, but they could go and meet Kermit. And I, I think that's great. That. But unfortunately, it's just... Yeah. I don't think it's what the kids are into these days. I don't think that appeals to them. Mm. No, At least I know some kids about. into the Cookie Monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I think Sesame Street still kids are into it. That's very young kids. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of dollar in getting them to the theaters. So. Yeah. No. And that was kind of always the idea that the, the children's thing would, they had their children's thing. So with the Muppets could be anything, Yeah. you know, because it's yeah. Sesame Street, that's you're out. You know, we're like, okay, we're covered there. Um, I, as far as Muppets from Space, I yeah, it's still my favorite, and uh, but but now I firmly believe that the answers to all life life's questions can be found in Muppets from Space. Okay, I, and, I was afraid you were about to say television, but uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. more to the point, the the answers to the question "Are you three? Um, which we believe was a spelling error. <laughs> No, it wasn't, man. It was it was a deep question. It's just subtle dig at grown men watching Muppets. Like, what are you three? <laughs> are you three? Answer are, yes. Why are you watching this shit? <laughs> I, I feel I think you have some sort of some sort of artistic project named after a Muppet. Oh gosh. Uh Gonzorific. Yeah, that's me. We're we're right now in post-production on haunted hotcakes which will premiere on November the 12th, 2021 at Athens Cine Theater uh, in person. We'll be back in the cinema. So that's really, really cool. Um, nice. And uh, you can find that at G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C.com, gonzorific.com. Uh, we're also on social media. But if you go to gonzorific.com, it's the, now the portal for all of that crap. Run it. Right. Well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find it on Twitter at MLSFSPod. Please look us up on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. However you get down with podcasts, make sure you're giving us a five-star rating and a review. Just search Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Uh, you can also support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius and get in touch. Let us know what kind of thing would get you to subscribe. Do you want us to put out extra podcasts about Marvel movies? Do you want us to do some Twitch streams, maybe me and Matt could play Halo or something. Uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know what would get you to give us your dollar dollar bills other than just hearing episodes a little bit early. Which is currently the thing you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just drop us a dollar a month and you can hear episodes basically as soon as we're done editing them. Or I think in Matt's case, he just doesn't edit them. He just puts up the raw audio. <laughs> I just put up the raw audio. That's fun now. Yeah, you might hear the offensive things that I get into cut. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Have you have you considered uh, covering like um, Flesh Gordon and some of like the X-rated <laughs> sci-fi? I said to Matt that I want to do a podcast where we just, in really really dry terms, review pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Just any old. 
Just like utterly unhorny reviews of pornography would be really funny. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you watch enough of it, it becomes like, you know, you're like, wow, this is like watching a, a turkey being prepared for I Thanksgiving. Remember, I remember a school friend complaining that he'd watched so much porn it wasn't horny anymore. When we were like 12. <laughs> it's bad to have hit that threshold. Do I we think what to... it was, was that we were only watching out of curiosity. He wasn't horny at all yet. Oh, sure. So, yeah. like, it had, lost it... Its, it had lost its appeal as a novelty, but I don't think he'd started, you know, enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you want to chip that kid and keep track of him as he ages. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, I think he's turned out pretty weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, for, for that podcast, you know, it's like, ah, uh, uh, see, she's using the um, reverse rear admiral position, which we last saw in uh, Jiggling Jugs 37. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the most common act performed by a woman, to be yeah. honest. As you can see, it takes great work from the calves. You can really see the definition there. This is true athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. <laughs> the yeah. use of the plexiglass table and cam- camera angles underneath. Now, an interesting Quite fact, um, I, I, we did an interview a few weeks ago with the man who had to clean these tables after the, <laughs> after the, after the filmings. <laughs> and wow, You're kidding he, me. He had a few horror stories, uh, you know. <laughs> Has that one out yet? No, he's, that's not real. <laughs> he's doing a bit. Well, I've interviewed people like that. <laughs> though, so I, I just, just assumed you'd had I mean, if you get that guy on or hygiene, please get me on. Okay. <laughs> you get a bunch of huh? porn producers and we just watch the porn and talk to them about it. I'm down for that. I yeah. was a jizz lobber for 37 years in the state of Louisiana. If you can we're, find a cameraman who was accidentally shit on. <laughs> we were filming some swamp rat porn. <laughs> no, I had someone who, um, one of their jobs was uh, cleaning out the booths, the viewing booths at the X-rated video store. Oof. The aforementioned chiz lover, yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is this how is this how all Muppet podcast should end? <laughs> Please leave with that a in hand there. up the arts and it ends with a chiz lover. Yeah. Godzilla, 1962.